Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope you had a fantastic weekend in the wild and wacky world of sports and beyond. We have some fun in store for you today, including a little game we play called Best and Worst of the Weekend. As we welcome great coaches as guests today and throughout the holidays, UNC's Mac Brown was all over national TV on ESPN for those awards nights last week, his senior banquet at Carolina this weekend. He's taking the heels to the military bowl later this month. As those seniors on his watch did, after all, get the goal that Coach Brown stated was so important to him because of them. Mac Brown live in hour number three. National Signing Day is later this week. And a lot of our teams are actually headed to bowl games. Coach Brown will start the parade of coaches that drops by here on the David Glenn Show throughout this month of December and into the new year. Sam Washington is the head coach at North Carolina A&T. The Aggies are playing for another HBCU National Championship. That game's actually this Saturday. The Aggies may bring one more trophy home. It has been a smooth transition from Rod Broadway's retirement to Sam Washington, one of the best FCS programs in the country and a team that's played in what's called the Celebration Bowl four of the last five years now. Another MEAC championship, another trip to Atlanta for the Aggies of North Carolina A&T. Sam Washington, second hour, Mac Brown, third hour. And amongst those guests, before and after and in between, we welcome your phone calls. I get to give you the best and worst of my sports weekend, NFL, college football, Major League Baseball free agency. I took in a boxing match. I watched a little NBA. The Canes are on the road, so no trips to PNC Arena for me for hockey reasons, but the Carolina Hurricanes are a popular best of the weekend pick. Fantastic road trip performance so far on a five-game swing that includes the first four games in Western Canada. Huge buzzer beater for the NC State Wolfpack in college basketball. Enormous home victory over a top 25 opponent for embattled coach Danny Manning and his Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Meanwhile, Roy Williams and the North Carolina Tar Heels had an ugly worst of the weekend home loss to Wofford just yesterday. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe over these last three days? And what made it that for you? We have a mostly clear NFL playoff picture. I don't know if there were as many resounding victories this weekend in the NFL that deserve best of the weekend label. I think the Cowboys trouncing the Rams when the Rams had their playoff hopes at stake, that might have been the most impressive win of the weekend in the NFL to me. I'll give best of the weekend shout-outs to the eight teams that already have playoff bids in the NFL. Two more are on the verge of playoff bids. Of course, a couple spots remain up for grabs with just two weeks left in the regular season. The Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Raiders got worst of the weekend votes, sometimes for things related, unrelated to what happened on the field. Your Carolina Panthers, of course, got more of the same. They fell to 5-9 and nine with that home loss to the Seattle Seahawks, who are one of those eight that have officially clinched postseason bids. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks went to Charlotte. They came, they saw, they conquered, and that quarterback 
from a whole pack of Badgers gets another win for one of the teams that along with the Ravens and the Patriots and the 49ers and the Saints, who you get to watch one more time tonight, Monday Night Football against Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis Colts. Those are among the top contenders. Those are among the eight teams that have clinched NFL playoff bids. I don't watch Panthers games with the same level of scrutiny now as I did back in September or October when their season was still at stake, if you will. We all know at this point that team is in the bag, in t not in terms of effort, but in terms of their season is over when it comes to playoff dreams and the other most important things. We have some special announcements to give today. We have ticket giveaways, including Carolina Hur Hurricanes home games coming up later in December and a whole bunch in early January as well. If you win early enough, either on our Canes with DG contest on Twitter, use that hashtag, Canes with DG, or sometimes you can win with a trivia question here on the air. If you win early enough, you get your pick of a whole bunch of Carolina Hurricanes holiday home games. So dial that in on Twitter, hashtag Canes with DG. We've had weekly winners there, and of course the grand prize winner gets to sit in my front row seats near the end of the 2020 hockey season. Mac Brown, Sam Washington, great guests. Your phone calls best and worst of the weekend. What did we have? Another loss for the Panthers. Another Heisman Trophy winner crowned. We have the highlights for what turned out to be an emotional speech from LSU's quarterback Joe Burrow. We talked about it last week. He was on my ballot for all the things I get to vote for in the Football Writers Association of America and some of my other affiliations. Joe Burrow, of course, as expected, claimed the Heisman as well on Saturday night in New York City. If you didn't see the speech, we carved out some of the highlights there. Certainly generous with his praise for his LSU coach, Eddie O. Ed Ogeron uh, also talked about just growing up in a part of the our nation where there are a lot of underprivileged kids, and he didn't see a lot of promise and hope he says he hopes he can be from that podium there at the Heisman Trophy ceremony an inspiration to some of those who might not have big dreams or at least confidence in chasing those dreams. We have other shout-outs to give, certainly all across the sports universe, nationally, internationally, and even really close to home. There are eight high school football state champions to celebrate today. And because of the size and scope of our show as we come at you live, in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. We don't get to talk high school sports a whole lot. Just imagine we talk pro sports, we talk college sports. For a team that might be really important to you in your local community, 99% of our audience might have no idea. Your school name, your quarterback's name, your star basketball player's name, whatever. So we mostly stick to pro sports and college sports and national sports and international sports. But every once in a while, we love to offer the hat tips to the little guy, whether that's lower NCAA levels in the bigger sports at the college level or, in this case, high school football. So an interesting tweak this year as we welcome your best and worst of the weekend and as we talk about a weekend that included a botched coin toss decision. A botched coin toss decision actually happened this weekend. There was a standing ovation for a legend who was often booed off the same field in front of the same fans that this weekend gave that same player a standing ovation. That was the best of the weekend for me. We have a tailgate of the year announcement to give today. Connected to, of course, our big tailgate tour driven by Continental Tire. The sixth 
group will have a flag to fly. They get four free Continental tires. They get the eternal flame, if you will. The banner that says we were the David Glenn Show Big Tailgate Tour 2019 Tailgate of the Year. There are only five such other winners in the history of the world. We will crown a new champion this year and send those and other prizes their way. That announcement coming a little later in today's program. There was a thrilling international victory this weekend in the sports world, led by one of the greatest athletes of all time in that particular sport, Madison Bumgarner of our backyard, one of the greatest high school baseball players our state has ever sent into the professional ranks. Now, of course, most recently with the San Francisco Giants, that's been the only top-level pro franchise that whose uniform Madison Bumgarner has worn. He is off to the Arizona Diamondbacks as Major League Baseball free agency signings continue. The state champions, and I want to get all eight in as we welcome your calls. What was the best thing you saw all weekend in the sports universe and what made it that? What was the worst thing you saw? Navy over Army reversing a recent trend in that battle of the military academies was a popular one to hit my inbox but the votes were all over the place boxer terrence crawford navy football joe burrow of lsu unc greensboro almost pulled off the upset against nc state the canes are red hot on the road in western canada an old name, Eric Stahl, reached a special career milestone this weekend. The Lakers of the NBA have won seven straight. The Milwaukee Bucks of the NBA have won 18 straight games. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak and company, the Lakers and the Bucks are setting the pace in that league. Both have 24 wins and only three losses. That is about as good as it gets in that sport. Eli Manning in the Giants, Tiger Woods and Team USA in the President's Cup. The Cowboys over the Rams. The Falcons, it was meaningless for the most part, but they did upset the San Francisco 49ers, and a whole lot of teams clinched their bids to the NFL postseason. We'll get to as many of those things as we can. Here are the shout-outs and then your calls. Darren Vaught is producing. We have intern Will and... Intern extraordinaire Philip representing Appalachian State University. Philip is an alumni of our internship program, so he is here visiting for the holidays and helping to answer your calls. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe since we were last together on Friday? The number is 1-800-849-2761. The UNC Tar Heels in basketball, worst of the weekend. Wake and State and others best of the weekend in that same sport. You can jump in with any of those or take us off that beaten trail at 1-800-849-2761. Here we go. You ready? The eight state champions. I'll, get, I'll credit all 16 teams that got to play their high school state championship games. To me, these are lifelong memories, even if you lost. They were All eight games were either at Duke's Wallace Wade Stadium or at Carolina's Keenan Stadium or at NC State's Carter Finley Stadium or at Wake Forest BP and T Field. So that's pretty cool. You're a high school football player. You just got to play in one of the big four college venues over this weekend. All these games were on Saturday. Here are the shout outs way out west. You ever been to Robbinsville High School, Darren Vaught? I'm telling you, you are real close to the Tennessee border if you have been, buddy. Robbinsville, North Carolina won another 1A state championship. Shout out to those coaches and players. They went 15-0. You mean, you know how far west and south of us Asheville is? 
Oh, you're not even close, man. Wave to our <laughs> friends at ESPN Asheville as you continue your way to Robbinsville. It is. It might as well be in Tennessee. It is way. It might be as close to Nashville, Tennessee, as it is to Asheville, North Carolina, man. It is small, hence the 1A label, and it is way, way out west. I'm not even sure we have signals that reach robbinsville north carolina and our show is heard almost everywhere you could want to live in north carolina shout out to east surrey high school one double a championship that is that school's first ever darren they they also went 15 and 0 the two a champions of reedsville high just north of the triad in our listening audience they have won now a state record 18 State titles, Reedsville, the 2A <laughs> champions this year. 2AA, Shelby, that is that school's 11th football state title. 3A, Charlotte Catholic, that is their third straight and seventh overall. 3AA, Weddington High School, also there in the Charlotte area. They went 16-0, and and that is back-to-back high school football state titles for Weddington High. And the big boys at the 4A level, East Forsyth, with back-to-back state championships for AA, shout-out to the Cougars of Vance High School. They were one of the other first-time state champions on the gridiron. There are multiple Vance High Schools, by the way. This is the one from Charlotte, so the Vance Cougars, your four AA state champions. Got to be specific, Darren. I think East Surrey and Vance were the two schools of the eight state champions that we're making school history. That was their school's first time that they had won the football state championship. Shout out to those folks at that level. We'll get into a lot at the college and pro levels with your help. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe? And what made it that? There was a botched coin toss decision. You might like or not how it was corrected by NFL headquarters. There was a standing O for an NFL legend as he left the field. And there were vociferous boos for a different quarterback in a different city as those fans did not like the way the game went or more generally how their team is treating their NFL city. More on those stories with more of your reflections on the weekend that was Navy over Army, Heisman Trophy, Carolina Hurricanes hockey, NBA, President's Cup, and a whole lot of football. 1-800-849-2761. Where do the North Carolina Tar Heels go from here? They've lost three straight, and they're only 6-4. and four. They visit Gonzaga this week. One of the best teams in the country. Roy Williams has his hands full right now after the home loss yesterday to Wofford. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw? You could be next with your question or comment. 1-800-849-2761. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. Can you imagine a guy like Coach O giving me the keys to, to his football program? He just means so much to me and my family. I sure hope they give him a lifetime contract. He deserves it. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. It was a no-brainer this year for Heisman Trophy voters. Joe Burrow was that good, not only for the entirety of the season, 
for LSU, of course, one of the final four still standing, one of the three unbeatens that will contest the college football playoff later this month. Even if you just scrutinize Joe Burrow's numbers in the biggest games against the best opponents, even there, his numbers were better than everybody else. A lot of good candidates, only one obvious winner, and the votes went his way in avalanche fashion. There was a shout-out to his coach, Eddie Ogeron. Joe Burrow, a best of the weekend for many. His emotional speech included some other references that we'll get to eventually, but we promised coming to your phone calls. Both guests are later, including Mac Brown of the North Carolina Tar Heels. It's National Signing Day on Wednesday. Tar Heels had their banquet over the weekend. Mac Brown was all over national TV last week for the National College Football Awards for his, with his old employer, ESPN. And, of course, the Tar Heels are among the many in our backyard heading to bowl games. We'll have all those head coaches on as they go to their postseason destinations, even as we sprinkle in, of course, college basketball. And for best and worst of the weekend purposes, all your votes on the NFL, college football, NBA, NHL. I even got boxing, high school football, and other best and worst of the weekend to go with the college basketball developments. As we come to Jay in Lewisburg, Dan is in Charlotte, Michael is in Durham. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. I saw only the highlights of the NC State win over UNC Greensboro at the college basketball level, but I'll say this. Whereas the North Carolina Tar Heels are licking their wounds and figuring out where they go next and they have key players on the injury list, that's a worst-of-the-weekend loss at home to Wofford of the Southern Conference. Shout-out to Wofford, best-of-the-weekend style. But that's the kind of loss as the Tar Heels fell to 6-4. and four. Yes, you were without your most talented player, freshman point guard Cole Anthony. You were actually without another starter, sophomore wing player Leaky Black. One of the themes on our show about this college basketball season, nationally, of course, there is no super heavyweight. Even if you're number one in the polls, you're vulnerable to losing to a mid-level team, Duke at home to Stephen F. Austin, right? Uh, when Louisville was number – or Kentucky was number one, they lost at home to an Evansville team. It's just how it's going to be nationally. Closer to home, one of the themes is, as we come to your calls, why are the Patriots and the Cowboys and the Raiders on worst of the weekend, along with your Carolina Panthers in my inbox, why are the Cowboys, the Falcons – and the New York Giants among the best of the weekend, even though the Falcons and the Giants are nowhere near the postseason. We'll get to as many of your calls as we can. Whereas Carolina's home loss is a worst of the weekend, and Roy Williams has his hands full. They're only 6-4, and four, and they play a road game at Gonzaga. That is one of the best teams in the country. Carolina fans are used to high finishes, right? Three national titles under Roy Williams. How's this for a crazy number? Roy Williams, in his 31 years as a head coach, has 18 first-place finishes, counting ties. That's Kansas of the Big 12, UNC in the ACC. 18 times out of 31. In power conferences, folks, this is one of the greatest numbers in the history of college basketball. More than half the time. Roy Williams' team is first alone or tied for first in the conference regular season standings. Now, you all know that ain't going to happen this year for these Tar Heels. He's got to, of course, get his guys healthy. But even beyond that, when they're healthy, after their top three guys, my line has been they look more like a Colonial Athletic Association team outside their two or three most talented guys. They look more like a Southern Conference roster outside their top two or three guys. Well, guess what? No Cole Anthony, no Leaky Black, two of their five best players. 
and they lost to a Southern Conference team at home. In this case, it was Carmichael Arena, where the Tar Heels for a long time played their home games. No Smith Center, but it didn't matter. Crazy trivia, the only non-conference opponent that's now ever beaten the Tar Heels in both the Smith Center and Carmichael Arena. It used to be called Carmichael Auditorium. Wofford is the one and only name on that list. They actually did it to the Heels a couple years ago at the Smith Center, and they did it this weekend at Carmichael Arena. Whereas that is a worst of the weekend loss. As we come to your calls, if you're Wes Miller at UNC Greensboro and you lose to an ACC team in front of a fiery crowd at your place, right? Hard enough to schedule an ACC team to come to your place. They did that an accomplishment in itself. If you didn't see the game, I mean, I'm all about giving Markel Johnson best of the weekend for his thrilling buzzer beater from beyond the midcourt line. I'm all about giving Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack best of the weekend for a resume builder. But whereas the Tar Heels had a worst of the weekend loss, I'm telling you folks, we're used to teams contending for national titles in this state in the sport of college basketball. Mike Krzyzewski and Duke have five. Roy Williams and the Tar Heels have three. Dean Smith and the Tar Heels had a couple. NC State has a couple as a program, of course. There are a lot of other good stories beyond that. And what is happening at UNC Greensboro? Yes, they lost. But at the buzzer to a probable NCAA tournament team from the mighty Atlantic Coast Conference at home in front of a fiery crowd, not all losses are alike. The Tar Heels are in alarm mode. And UNC Greensboro, while disappointed, I'm sure, they would have loved to see overtime. Everybody was thinking it was going to overtime, and then Markel Johnson pulls the rabbit out of the hat. The Spartans do come up one bucket short against the Wolfpack, but Wes Miller is one of the best mid-major coaches in the entire country, period. Former Tar Heel sharpshooter under Roy Williams. The Spartans have become, thanks to Wes Miller, one of the best programs in the Southern Conference. What do we say? App State football quickly became the best of the Sun Belt when they jumped to the FBS. The Spartans quickly became one of the best in the SoCon, thanks to Wes Miller, who's been there for quite a while now. And if you didn't see the game, Isaiah Miller, the point guard under Wes Miller at UNCG, has his hands full, right, with guys like Markel Johnson and C.J. Bryce is a good guard and others. That guy might be. I don't see every Southern Conference team a lot, so I defer to those who do. But among those I've seen in the Southern Conference this season, Isaiah Miller is the best player that I've seen. He's, he's an all-SoCon guy. He has become one of the best players in our state. He was on the All-DG Show team last year, and obviously he's going to be even higher in the pecking order this year as we celebrate our state's culture for college basketball. Wake over top 25 Xavier was a huge boost for Danny Manning. Sean D. Brown and Brandon Childress just would not let that game get away when the Musketeers put together a late run in what they call the Skip Prosser Classic. Great college basketball to go with the NFL uh, matchups, the Army-Navy game, the Heisman Trophy presentation, the Canes on the road, and the NBA examples that hit my inbox, 1-800-849-2761. Let me try Jay in Lewisburg. He has a best and a worst of the weekend. Go right ahead. Okay, hi, Dave. Hey, man. Yeah, my first, my best of the weekend will be the President's Cup because of the way they uh, came back and 
It showed, once again, the people underestimated Tiger's leadership. I'm with you. As well as play. I'll tell you what, man. I don't know if I'm the exception to the rule when it comes to the President's Cup. I understand it is tiny, tiny, tiny compared to the Ryder Cup for a lot of different reasons, some of which we discussed last week. I was mesmerized by the President's Cup this weekend as I, I watched some football. I saw Joe Burrow's emotional Heisman speech. I saw the Canes on TV as they tour Western Canada. The most mesmerizing drama that I saw since we were last together on our Friday afternoon show was the President's Cup. The Americans almost always win. This has been around for th through the 90s and, all, and, of course, all of the 2000s. So think of it as a three-decade-long almost stretch. And the Americans have only lost it one time. Well, after day one of a four-day event, the Americans were trailing badly. After day two, they were still trailing badly. After day three, they were still trailing. And Tiger Woods, whose leadership and camaraderie has been questioned a lot, there was a time and a stretch in Tiger Woods' career that he was described as both the greatest golfer in the world, one of the greatest of all time, but also lousy husband, lousy dad, lousy friend. Team USA partners didn't even like him in the Ryder Cup and other international competitions. And that same dude has reinvented himself through these surgeries post-fire hydrant, post-divorce, post-chaos, post-VIP hostesses. The guy's 43 years old. And I'll let you finish your thought there, Jay, but I, I think it is amazing. He has gone from lousy dad, according to those who know him well, to really good dad as a 43-year-old man. He has gone from a guy who couldn't win a major for a decade. Remember how long he was stuck on 14? And part of that was injury-related, but other years he was still playing and just couldn't win one. Well, the 2019 calendar year now includes another green jacket, meaning the Masters win in his 15th major victory. So you're polishing a resume that trails only Jack Nicklaus in the history of your sport, and you're doing so after a 10-year gap in majors. So professionally, he has done that. He has gotten back to being top five in the world golf rankings when people said those days were over. It'll never happen again. So professionally, in terms of money, he's bounced back. Professionally, in terms of majors, he's bounced back. Professionally, in terms of consistency. You don't get to top five in the world rankings because you're good one week at the Masters. You need to be consistently good like the old Tiger on the links. So Tiger professionally had a heck of a 2019. And Tiger personally, from bad dad to good dad, from divorced, lousy husband cheating on his wife to a guy who apparently has a healthy relationship nowadays. And when it comes to that other part, do you really want your legacy to be, oh, he was one of the greatest of all time, but all of his contemporaries, even his American contemporaries, 90% of them saw him as a jerk? Do you really want that to be your legacy? Well, apparently, the fire hydrant, the divorce, the tabloid headlines, and that wasn't fake news. Tiger brought all of that on himself. He was that bad of a husband and that bad of a dad and that selfish a person, as he later admitted. So you humble yourself. You bounce back through those surgeries and injuries to play brilliant golf. And I think you're reinventing yourself as a person as well. I mean, most importantly, as a dad. But beyond that, if there wasn't a connection between those 11, Tiger was the first playing captain in the President's Cup in 25 years. I think only the second ever in the history of this international match play competition. 
If you don't have a little bit of a connection to the 11 guys on your team as a playing captain, remember he had to pick himself as a wild card. That could not go over well if people didn't think you were deserving. Who is the only out of 24 participants who was the only golfer that did not lose a match in Australia last week? Tiger Woods. 43 years old, professionally reinvigorated, 15th major, top five in the world, and reconnected with his colleagues. Those guys now look at, look at him, many of them, as a friend. And when Tiger was in his prime, they would sometimes say, you know, Mark O'Meara is his buddy and one or two others. You know, his former Stanford friend or, or colleague, Nota Begay, is a friend of his. And everybody else thinks Tiger's a jerk. Now Tiger connects to people in much more positive, healthy ways. Who, 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 who rehabilitates themselves professionally and personally? this much in this short a period to me that's a great best of the weekend nominee and the president's cup as a whole was about as compelling as anything i watched in the nfl the nba the nhl or e even off the field off the ice off the courts this weekend go ahead jay with your uh, worst of the weekend if you had one okay yeah my worst of the weekend was uh, a tie between the panthers their disaster and and carolina the carolina's problem where a lot of it's coaching because they can't guard anybody, and especially the three-point shooters, Roy won't change his defense. That's why I've said that for years. That is, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach, but he doesn't uh, be flexible as far as changing that defense against three-point shooters. That is a weakness. I appreciate the call, Jay. You are speaking, I think, for a lot of Carolina fans along those lines. I'll give you more of my thoughts on the Tar Heels and where they go from here. We'll get to Dan in Charlotte. We'll get to Michael in Durham. You can join us from the mountains or the beach or anywhere you might want to live in between. What is the best thing you saw over the weekend that was and what made it that? What was the worst thing you saw and what made it that? We have more from Joe Burrow and his emotional Heisman Trophy acceptance speech. Navy beat Army on the college gridiron, reversing a recent trend. Why are the New England Patriots, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Oakland Raiders all getting worst of the weekend votes along with the they lost again Carolina Panthers here in our backyard? We'll get to all those with more of your votes. 1-800-849-2761. UNC head coach Mack Brown, third hour. NC a and head coach Sam Washington, second hour. More of your phone calls on the other side, 1-800-849-2761. Did you know that tomorrow there is a huge announcement regarding the future of professional sports in the great state of North Carolina? Truly earth-shattering news. Some of you know it's on the way. Perhaps others will be surprised. More on that big headline with more of your calls next on The David Glenn Show. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Into the lane. He turns. Ten-footer straight on. Rims oh. in. Game tied with 2.1 seconds remaining. Miller now with 26 points. Here's Johnson heaving from the midcourt line. He got it! He got it! He got it! He got it! State wins! State wins! Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was a thriller. Isaiah Miller 
One of the best players in the Southern Conference gets the bucket to tie it for UNC Greensboro. That was Gary Hahn, of course, part of the Wolfpack broadcasting call of what happened next. Markel Johnson, the Wolfpack's standout point guard, a veteran for the pack. He's done this before. And as most in that building in Greensboro, I think we're expecting overtime with only two seconds to go and the whole length of the court to go. Markel Johnson from his side of the half court stripe throws up the three. It goes in. The Wolfpack comes back to Raleigh with the victory for Kevin Keats, a resume builder, even though it's quote unquote only a Southern Conference opponent. If the Spartans of West Miller go on and win that league that's going to be a nice little cherry on top of your Sunday resume if you will on selection Sunday if the Wolfpack is near that proverbial line you can be next with your best or worst of the weekend I think since Dan has this game on his mind as we go to your other best and worst of the NFL weekend why are the Patriots the Cowboys the Raiders and the Carolina Panthers on the worst of the weekend list the Carolina Hurricanes are a best of example the Carolina Tar Heels in basketball are a Worst of the weekend vote getter. You can be next. Navy over Army was a best of the weekend for many. Joe Burrow's Heisman speech, a best of the weekend for others. The Lakers and the Bucks in the NBA. Tiger Woods and Team USA at the President's Cup. 1-800-849-2761. Dan is in Charlotte and next on best and worst of the weekend. Remember, Mac Brown of UNC joins us in hour number three. Dan, welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Thank you. Uh, no doubt the buzzer beater beyond half court, NC State, Swish, best of the weekend. And, I mean, in my opinion, I think the Tar Heel loss was also best of the weekend. But <laughs> That's one NC way to look State at it. Nine, so I'm <laughs> Understandable. That was as thrilling. As I mentioned the President's Cup as the most dramatic event of the sports weekend for me. The most thrilling moment of the sports weekend was that Markel Johnson win. And I actually happened to be in the car. That game was not on traditional TV, if I remember correctly. So I was listening to Gary Hahn and Tony Haynes and the rest of that crew. And there it was, man. It just felt like that game was going to overtime. And Markel Johnson with the magic three-pointer at the buzzer. A nice win for NC State on the same weekend that you could argue that Wake Forest got an even bigger win. Most of the headlines around Danny Manning's Demon Deacons have been negative headlines for almost the entirety of his tenure in Winston-Salem. Top 25 Xavier was visiting this weekend in the Skip Prosser Classic. So credit to Coach Manning. That game did almost get away. But the veteran guards, man, isn't that a fun phrase for any coach to hear? My veteran guards pulled it out. Brandon Childress has been fantastic all year for the Demon Deacons. And Sean D. Brown may have had his best game in a Wake Forest uniform. That guy's a pro prospect. It's part of the reason that there was some optimism going into this season surrounding Wake basketball. The theory was that if you knew you had two quality veteran guards, you just had to hope that some of the freshmen were ready to help a lot and some of the returnees were kind of new and improved versions of themselves. Sean D. Brown and Brandon Childress can lead you to a lot of victories. Those other things had not come along quickly enough. But top 25 Xavier, they were 9-1, and one, the Musketeers, as they arrived in Winston-Salem. Final score, Wake 80, Xavier 78. So the Wolfpack and the Demon Deacons took big strides in college basketball this weekend. We're coming back to your phone calls now, 1-800-849-2761. As we go to Michael in Durham, how did the New England Patriots 
the Dallas Cowboys and the Oakland Raiders end up on the worst of the weekend list with your Carolina Panthers. That part is easier to see. Russell, weekend, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks came. They saw. They conquered. The Panthers fall to 5-9 and nine with that home loss to the now 11-3 and three Seahawks. So the Panthers have nothing to play for, really. The Seahawks still have a lot to play for, including maybe even home field advantage in the NFC as the Ravens are the in the driver's seat for that in the AFC. Long story short, as we continue with your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Raiders fans made the, well, the Raiders or their fans, however you look at it, made worse to the weekend because they played the final game ever, and it's hard to know for sure if that'll be the case, but we do know that the Oakland Raiders are leaving Oakland, and they're headed to Las Vegas in 2020, and they had their lost home game, last home game of the season, and of course they lost it, and they're famously passionate, but also occasionally crazy fans booed Der Derek Carr, their quarterback, just mercilessly and to a degree booed the home team off the field at the end of that one. So whatever, blame the Raiders, blame the angry fans. Did you see what happened with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? To me, the Cowboys had the most impressive win of the weekend. The Rams are fighting for their lives, and the Cowboys not only beat last year's NFC champion, they thrashed them 44-21. to Dallas at Philly this coming Sunday is for first place in the NFC East. It doesn't clinch it in some context, but of course, head-to-head -head between the two teams that are 7-7 seven and seven and tied for that lead, that's a big game looking forward. So even as the Cowboys deserve some best-of-the-weekend love for what they did on the field, I'm not sure that I've seen this happen in the NFL before. Dak Prescott, to start the game, remember that if you win the coin flip, how controversial could a coin flip be? We've had the occasional referee didn't hear him well and got something wrong story. But Dak Prescott, rather than – if you win the coin flip, this is very important. Like, if you're, if you're standing there up front while getting married – you can't really screw up, I do. If you say something other than I do, you may be inviting disaster. You at least are inviting confusion. Just say I do or whatever other phrase you've negotiated, okay? Don't stray from the path. I do in weddings and I defer is the way you do it in coin flips. Don't stray. If you say we'll kick... That means you're not deferring. We, want, we, the Cowboys, won the coin flip. And your choices are to either take your choice right now, kick or receive, or to defer your choice to the beginning of the second half. And at that point, usually, of course, you're saying we'd like to receive. When you say we'll kick, you're doing everybody's thinking for them. Don't think, Crash Davis once said, you'll only hurt the ball club. Dak Prescott was thinking, right? He knew Jason Garrett told him to defer. He knew that if he'd defer, well, they'd get the opening kickoff in the third quarter. And he knew if he'd defer that the opponent, the Rams, would want to receive. So Dak just decided to do everybody's thinking for them. Don't think you'll only hurt the ball club. And decided if he just told the ref, oh, we're going to kick translated that meant we're going to defer the rams are going to opt to receive and that means we're going to be end up we're going to end up kicking this football don't think you'll only hurt the ball club 
Dak Prescott also did say, fortunately for him, he also did say, we'll defer. And it was caught on the microphone. Fortunately, between that moment, we're in the moment, it looked like Dak Prescott made the choice. We're not deferring, we're choosing to kick, which would have given the Rams the choice to start the third quarter, which would have led to something you never see, and that is the Rams receiving the first half kickoff opener and the second half opening kickoff. Because he chose, chose his words incorrectly and because he violated Crash Davis's don't think you'll only hurt the ball club. As it turned out, between that coin flip and the start of the third quarter, the NFL headquarters got involved and they messaged back to the game officials, and they even pointed out the NFL rule that allows them to do this, that because Dak Prescott followed, we want to kick it, was what he said to referee Walt Anderson. We, he later said, we defer to the second half. Now, I guess you could get all technical on Dak and say, well, you should have said that first. But the NFL headquarters told the game officials on site, the fact that he added, we defer to the second half is good enough and that avoided the controversy, it still made Don't Hurt the Ball Club the worst of the weekend. We're back after this. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you in a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. In college football, National Signing Day is Wednesday and bowl season is almost here. UNC's Mac Brown later, A&T's Sam Washington next. Davo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, <laughs> 80. Eight zero. The original Death Valley. You know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show.